0: Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Lickin' on Lending, a weekly mortgage market update providing up-to-the-minute information on interest rates, loan programs, and hot industry news relating to the mortgage industry. Brought to you by Mortgage Banking Solutions, enabling executives to take their business to the next level. To participate in today's program, our guest call in line is 646 716 4972. And now, here is your host of Lickin on Lending, David Lickin.
1: Hello, everybody. So good to have you with us. Appreciate you tuning in and being a part of what we're doing and uh a way of making your self-pay up on all that's going on in this industry. And boy, I tell you, there is a lot, lot going on. I just want to give a real shout out. Oh, before we do that, we should say it's Monday, May 23rd. It is, we always say that because many of you listen on a downloaded basis. And we are having um, an increasing size of our audience just continues to grow nicely. Uh, So good to have all of you with us. And I want to give a special shout-out to Alice, who did an outstanding job of hosting the program last week. As you may recall, I was on the Fox being interviewed by Neil Cavuto. We're talking about real estate values, why they're falling in on the upper end of the market in um, in New York City and fascinating discussion, which is really a great segue into what we have as our hot topic segment today. So excited to have Alan Weiss with us, who is, uh, was a part of and the CEO of the Case-Shiller uh, Index and was led that, and so uh, it was case Schiller weiss And um, he is has a new innovative product about how – where property values are, where they're going, it is – I had a conversation with them last night. I am so excited. People say, yeah, Dave, you're excited about every program. Well, this one, there is some innovation that you're going to hear about today that I have never seen anywhere. So very excited to have you all with us. Again, this broadcast is, podcast is created by mortgage professionals for mortgage professionals. And we are certainly pleased that we received the Progress in Lending Innovation Award. So thank you, Tony mm-hmm. Garitano and group, for that. Again, we appreciate you being here with us. I want to get over to our Hot topic segment. You know, one guy wrote me and said, Dave, you just lose credibility because you're so excited about every segment you ever have coming up. The latest broadcast is the best one there's ever been, and yet there's truth. And I do get excited about our guests, and I'm very honored to have with us today Alan Weiss. Well, Alan is very well known in the industry. He has made his life's work doing analytics of property values and I'm just really excited about today's podcast. Please join me in welcoming Alan Weiss. Alan, good to have you here, my friend.
2: Good to be here, David. Thank you.
1: I should give a shout-out to Tony Moss, our mutual friend, that uh, has you speaking at her upcoming uh, Catalyst event. And listeners, you've heard me talk about this event. It's one of the best, most thought-provoking, one of the most... Informative events you could ever go to, any conferences that are out there. Tony is a good friend and a real admirer of you, Alan. We were, we were texting late last night after you and I talked with Tony, and she just, uh, we both have such admiration for what you've done, especially in the work of analytics and home values. We watched what happened in the housing crisis. And we, we so much need to have better analytics and predictive tools. So, but first of all, before we go there, let's let our audience get to know you. For those of you that don't know, uh, Alan is currently the founder and CEO of Weiss Residential Research, creator of the Residential Real Estate Indices and Forecast. He was formerly the CEO and uh, co-founder of the Case Schiller-Weiss Report, and Obviously, anyone who's in, who attracts real estate understands the Case-Shiller report, the index report. Uh, the Home Price Index report It's used widely, oftentimes, by the Wall Street Journal. He's created many other uh, areas, uh, one of which is macro securities. Uh, this guy, you, Alan, you just do some amazing work in the area of uh, helping keep people out of trouble. So I'm excited to have you on the pro- on the program. But let's give our audience a little bit more of a background. You uh, I, I, You went to Yale, and that's where you met. Professor Schiller, am I correct? And then you really formed a relationship and really started doing some innovative things together. Talk a little bit about your education and your early days with uh, Professor Schiller.
2: Sure, be happy to. Well, like every MBA student, one of the things we learned about was the need to hold a diversified per- portfolio in your investments. And at the time, I was also a homeowner and I was very leveraged. And so I began to ask professors, how can I apply this great advice uh, and how can any homeowner apply this great advice if they have more than their net worth tied up in one house? And the answer was, I'm sorry, you can't. So that kind of uh-huh. set my direction to fix what, what I saw as an aspect of uh, how we conduct ourselves in homeownership in this country. You can't keep uh, both pieces of advice consistent. It's good to own a home and it's good to have a diversified portfolio.
1: It It is, and then you've created – what was the path to create the, the, the Case-Shiller report? What was the path of that? So you were challenged by the statement you can't, and so obviously uh-huh. you set yourself out to doing that. So let's talk briefly about how that came about. I think a lot of people who rely on the Case-Shiller report, it is the gold standard for predicting property values and are looking at analyzing property values, uh, house price indices. So tell us a little bit about the journey into that, and then I want to get into some of the exciting new things you're working on now
2: sure be happy to. So while I was still at Yale, I I was interested in studying the housing market, and I was uh, fortunate enough to be introduced to Bob Schiller there, who was in the economics department. And he and Carl Case had just published their important paper on repeat sales indexes, which became the kind of gold standard among academics. And as we talked further, it became clear to me that this kind of information would be very valuable to the participants in the market. After I graduated, I pondered more this problem of how do you diversify how do you get better information to the market. So about two years after I graduated, I called Bob and I said, hey, let's start a company to create a product I'm calling home equity insurance. And he said, okay, let's do that and also work on something I'm thinking about, which is to create a futures market in single family home prices. So K. Shiller was formed, actually, to create these financial products. And along the way, we had needed indexes, so we commercialized the K. Shiller Index.
1: And what a success story that has been. And then you uh, spent some time raising a family. You got involved in raising kids. I love the fact that you've got the values that focus on your family. And then since then, you had a conversation with a neighbor that really was a catalyst for a new idea. Talk about that conversation, if you could, briefly, and so that we can connect the listeners to what you're doing now.
2: Sure, I'd be happy to. So this was 2005. I had sold, along with Case and Schiller, our company in 2002. As you say, I was home raising my family. It was just fortunate timing that we sold when our kids were young. And I was talking to a neighbor of mine in 2005, and he was saying to me he was looking forward to retirement. He planned to cash out of his house, as he put it, in a couple of years, moved to a smaller house, and the equity he had in his house was an important part of his retirement savings. And I remember at the time thinking to myself that he was talking about his house cashing out as though it was some sort of bank account. And I was kind of concerned that the market looked a little weak, and he didn't seem to be thinking about that. And what happened was he ended up getting trapped in his house for almost a decade, because by the time he went around to sell, the market was already declining. And that Watching that happen made me realize that the work that Kay Schiller and Weiss started was not nearly done, that we needed more information, the indexes didn't warn people, and there were no products that people could use to get to stay in their home and still diversify and protect themselves. And that
1: really opened up Say, so how can we start looking forward? How can you, with the you know, again, when I was talking to uh, one of your staff, it's very, She's as excited about what you're doing as anybody I've talked to. And we shared the enthusiasm. It was so much fun. But you were then began to start looking at how can we truly forecast and do a better job, and not just in a a macro sense, but really getting down to specifically to how houses vary in price within a single street. And that's what really captured my attention for many reasons. I look at, you know, Creating values and assessing values on properties is one thing. The more effective tools Mm -hmm. we can to do can have that. All that's interesting, but you really zeroed. You're zeroing in your new technology. By the way, uh, the name of your new company. You you have Weiss uh, Weiss Analytics, and uh, Mm -hmm. it. You can check it out, folks, at www.weissanalytics.com. You need to go to this website. You need to sign up and. Check out the pricing. This is so affordable <laughs> when you look at the pricing of what's out there. This is so affordable for the amount of knowledge that's there. In the website, you'll see that there's over 50 million indices on over 50 million homes and houses. This is an amazing database. So, talk a little bit about what you can do with this. And then I want to get into RevEx at some point. So, here quickly.
2: Sure, I'd be happy to. So, again, in my town, Medfield, Massachusetts, around the time we were talking about mid 2000s, I began to think about what, what did we miss with the k Index that it was, it was going up, it was going up more slowly, but people didn't foresee using it that a tremendous meltdown was in the offing. And I began to realize that even at that point, a friend of mine who happens to be a well-known baseball player, Kurt Schilling, was trying to sell his house, and he kept having to lower the price, whereas the smaller houses were rising in value. And at k Weiss, we were proud to have zip code level indexes. But I realized if we had a zip code level index for Medfield, it would have been flat. It would not pick up that Kurt's house was declining and other people's homes were rising. So I realized what needed to be done, I felt what needed to be done, was to take the same essential technology of CSW, but use modern computing power, which is 20 20 to 1,000 times faster than it had been when we formed CSW, and yeah. use that extra computing power to go from zip code down to house. So increase the resolution 10,000-fold and get it. That house is amazing. So you are so
1: able to set... So you're able to now start looking at neighborhood specifics and, and start tranching it in different ways. So the lower-priced homes might be going in a, in a different direction than other homes that are more expensive in the, na- in the neighborhood. So let's talk a little bit about how investors are using this tools. There's, there's a large amount of capital sitting on the side. People want to invest in homes and looking at this. Is there a chance of this changing the way home ownership, how we own homes, how we think about ownership, Alan?
2: I, I sure hope so, because if you look at what people face when they buy a house, most people say, well, I'm buying the house for the long run. I don't really care if it's fluct- price fluctuations. And they're right, and that's the right way to think. The problem is the chance isn't zero that we have a recession. In fact, the chance of another recession is about as likely as death in taxes. So if mm-hmm. you have a recession, your price is down, you lose your job, you're in big trouble. And that happens more often than your house burning to the ground, and yet we have insurance for that one. So investors have been using our product currently to model the future, to figure out how to invest in mortgages and single-family rentals and so on. And one of the very large investors has gotten so confident in our analytics that they said, let's build a company. We will fund it to basically buy all or part of the equity in people's homes so that the homeowner can stay, stay there and either rent uh, prior to uh, moving out, um, or own part of it, and then move out later on. So it would have been the perfect solution for my neighbor in 2005. If you've got someone who's thinking of leaving in a couple of years, and they're looking toward retirement, they have no business having all their eggs in one basket like that. So this investor is interested in buying the whole house from someone, thinking of moving in a couple of years, and then renting it back to them so they can move when they want, and they're out of the market risk, and they should be out. Yeah, and they're of out of retirement. It,
1: and and you to the to your point that we're looking at very likely. Again, we're up in the Colorado mountains studying this stuff and looking at all that's going on. The likelihood of a uh, some type of reset, recession, ending to recession, which is going to have an impact on housing values. Uh, I want to talk briefly about that. How what you as a potential of are we at the housing bubble but it really created this opportunity with what you're doing it's created an opportunity where someone can exit at where they want to and lock in their gain and then the investors can do their analysis and it may, you may not get full price but you can get at least a good exit and lock in that and continue to stay in that home for some period of time to live out your plan so th- this is a very innovative tool now the benefit for the homeowner is pretty obvious you can pick a point in where you think the market's at use your analytics and again homeowners, this should be as much of a tool for consumers as it is for uh, institutional investors or those of us in the mortgage industry to begin to analyze the direction of home prices. So I was on, and by the way, I was talking to Robin Newman she is, it was a delightful conversation, and we every time I talk to someone about this we all get so excited about it. but she showed me a heat map, and I wish I could create a picture i 'm going to try to do the best I can, but you have you can go into a zip code and it lists all the homes in that area, and it has green dots and uh, amber dots and red dots. And so you can literally, through a timeline, look at what is happening and what's trending in a very graphic, not a chart. It's literally looking at the street. And talk about that, Alan. How did you develop It's very innovative? I've never seen anything like this.
2: Well, thank you. Well, it came in stages. First, we figured out a way to produce accurate price indexes for every single house. So after we ran this thing for one of the first times. every we, house, at not point, just the zip
1: code. Not just the difference, right, it's because, for
2: literally every single house. Right, and that's important because you can have two houses right next to each other, and one could be 100 years old and 5,000 square feet, and the other could be one year old and 3,000 square feet. They might be roughly the same value, but they could be moving in opposite directions. Na- neighborhood isn't the only thing that determines value. It's also what's popular, what's in demand, and the supply and demand is, is can apply to next-door neighbor houses. So what we did was we figured out a way to use all those characteristics on each house to work out an index for each house down the street. And then once we ran this, I sat back and I thought, how in the world am I going to uh, take in what this is saying and make any sense out of it? So the idea occurred to me, what if we take a map, represent every house as a dot on the map and color code the houses. So if in a given month, a house is rising fast, it has a dark green dot. And if it's falling fast, it has a dark red dot. And then the the, uh, less intense colors are towards the middle. And so then if you create these slides one month at a time, you can animate it. And you can watch the boom uh, in this video of a zip code or a metro area. Uh, as all the houses turn darker and darker green. And, and during the early 2000s, in most places, the entire map is dark green. And then because we're down to the house, you can see the first little inklings of a decline happening. The most vulnerable houses start turning lighter red, then gray, and then lighter green, then gray, and then finally red. And so you can look at any place in the country and see ground zero for the last downturn and possibly what's coming now. That ability to be able
1: to look at it graphically, and and down at the bottom, it was literally advancing almost at a second-per-second pace, the movement from year to year. And it was amazing to look at that. But not only did you just look at what historically has happened, you predict where that value is going, And I'm going to get Allison on this conversation in just a minute because she has some questions about this. But you actually then predict where that property value is going to go and if it is tipping over. Uh, Listeners, you know I live in Austin, Texas, and I was asking Alan about Austin, Texas. He says yes, the property values in Austin, Texas peaked about six months ago. And I said, you're kidding me. How how did you figure that out? Because I don't sense it yet. But if you have these kind of tools and you're looking at buying a home in, in, in this area, you can get low, I mean, house-level detail. And if you're making an offer and you have three homes you want to make an offer on, you can, make, you can look at which home has the greatest chance of, of being a good investment for the long term. Now, you may like it for other reasons or choose to buy another house, but this home, if it's on a investment basis, which most of us have that in our analysis, excuse me, in our analysis, you can literally look at what each home is going to do in relation and look forward in time. That is so innovative, Alan.
2: Thank you. Yeah, so basically once we started looking at these maps for a while, we began to realize there are patterns, very similar to weather patterns. Uh, and as I mentioned to you, one of the most obvious ones to look at is if you look at the metro area of Miami leading up to the crash, you can see it's all green. And at the very top of the map, it starts to turn light green and red. And you can literally watch over the course of about 18 months the red spread like a, a weather front down from north to south and eventually engulf the entire Miami metro area. And anyone who had that map could see that coming. Uh, so that's the foundation for how oh we do God. these forecasts. We can see trends coming.
1: I love looking at data, but there's when it's properly graphically represented, it makes it so much easier to understand the macro trends of what's going. And so, what's also neat about your maps is, uh, Robin was showing me how you can lo- you can zero into a specific street, or you can back up and look at what's going on as a consolid- as all the dots are blending together. You can look at what's going on in an entire city. So it's very very fascinating. Alice, you look at a lot of. Um, well, you know what's going on in appraisal management and valuations. Come on in with some questions here. I am I want to get your thoughts on this.
3: Sure. Hi, Alan. It's very fascinating, and it's nice to meet you. Um, the So I'm very interested in, you know, as a lender, right, if I put my lender viewpoint on all of this, you know, how do you see this being used with appraisals on homes? So you mentioned the homeowner approach. I'd like to get your thoughts on the use for it in, in, from a lending standpoint.
2: Sure. Well, people spend a lot of energy figuring out how much the house is worth today because uh, value is important and it leads to loan-to-value ratio and so on. And a lot, virtually every loan program in existence relies on LTV as a measure of uh, creditworthiness. But the thing is that the credit event that people are worried about isn't now. It's in the future and people don't realize that home prices aren't like a lot of other assets like the stock market. It doesn't suddenly reflect all the information. And what that means is going out about a year or 18 months, it's actually relatively easy to forecast home prices. Until now, we've been able to do it at the metro area level with how specific indexes we can do it at the house level. So what I believe lenders should do is not only ask themselves, what's the LTV now? But what is the likely LTV in a year or two years? Because that's when it's going to matter more than now.
3: So that's I can so see true. all kinds of challenges on, on regions and the demographic within that region and how it's working. Have you Has this been discussed at all with Fannie and Freddie and, uh, or HUD in terms of, you know, is this something a lender could use?
2: So far, um, we have had very preliminary conversations I don't believe it's in any regulator's playbook, um, but I believe that will happen um, as uh, this approach gets, um, becomes more familiar to regulators and to lenders. I, I think it's just a matter of time. Um, it's, an, it's a new capability because without modern processing horsepower, it's simply not doable. But theoretically, it's always been doable, and, and we have it as a reality and I think it's a question of familiarity, validation, and then just thinking it through. Do I really care down to one more percentage point what the LTV is now, or do I care down to two percentage point points what it's is it plus or minus 10% in, a, in the next year? If you get two loans that are both, say, 90% LTV, but one house is going to be going up 10% and one's going down 10%, those are vastly different credit risks.
3: Right, right. Okay. So one last question. on the collateral, have you, uh, How would you compare this to the heat maps and information in Collateral Underwriter and Fannie Mae? So I know Collateral Underwriter is really just focusing on past information and, and isn't looking into the future at all. Do you, are you leveraging any of that same information to predict that future, and, and how do you compare the products for our listeners?
2: Yeah, our information is created only from closed sale prices. So what we can do is, once we have the trend on a given house, that means we have the trend on all the houses nearby, and we can track with what we call a Canary Index, a Weiss-Canary Index, the percent of houses rising. And that turns out to be a very powerful forecasting tool. Virtually every metro area that we've looked at, we've looked at over 300 of them, the percent of houses rising began to crash about 18 months before the home prices began to crash. So we use this, this special tool to, to incorporate into the forecast, and it works extremely well. We back-tested it and forward-tested it, and um, it's unique. I mean, it's really just using home prices and techniques that have been around for decades, but down to the house, whereas before economists were limited to metro areas.
1: Joe, I was going to invite you into this conversation. We're going to look at the clock here, but come on in with a couple of questions. Do you have anything that just starts piquing your mind as you listen to this? Yeah. Uh, how do you pay for it? How do you charge for it? <laughs> well,
2: good. Depends who you are. Um, you can go right to our site, LiceAnalytics.com, and um, that that site is in beta right now. But for $200, uh, you can get a charter a membership. Year. That's right, 200 bucks for the first year, and that gets you – Five zip codes. So it's intended for a real estate agent or broker. Um, we are in the process of lowering the price for a single report. It's not there yet, but within a couple weeks, it'll be $3.75. You can get a metro report, a zip code report, or a house report. Our goal is to get this into as many hands as possible because there's so much money at stake. And then once people know it and they're more familiar, our next step is to use it to enable people to hedge, which is the really big, uh, goal we have so that, as we said earlier, and we already have investors lined up and we expect to launch in 90 to 120 days, the ability for homeowners to get out of their house completely and rent or for, uh, single family rental investors to basically sell a fraction of the, of the property and hedge. And it's these indexes, which make it possible.
1: So when you say sell a sell a fraction or sell the property, is it truly a sale so that the the buyer now owns a home and they're responsible for taxes and and you become just a pure renter or is it a hybrid?
2: Well, no. For for the for the consumer, it's simply the inv- these investors we have want to buy the houses, lock, stock, and barrel, and okay. provide the the former owner a long-term lease. They can live in the house. Uh, with six months' notice, they can leave up to typically three years, and um, they can plan their lives. They have their liquidity, they've deleveraged, and most importantly, like and any financial planner will tell you, don't have all your your money in the stock market two years before you're going to retire. It's even worse to have it all in one house,
1: especially when we're looking at a possible recession that's coming up here. It's very interesting. Joe I sit and started to think about this from a marketing standpoint. You and I both work with a lot of originators out there, a lot of a good number of them which are can deal with consumers on a direct basis, they're doing direct mail marketing. And I was talking to again Robin Newman on your staff about the ability that you with, with the tools you have, how you can get much more scientific and specific yeah. on who you're marketing to based on the, the value in the home and the where the direction of the value of that home is. And that's just that's just I think such a powerful tool. Talk briefly we about Rev- so. So, we just got. Go ahead, finish up. Go ahead. After that. I was just
2: going to say that um, uh, we feel the same way, and so we're eager to get it out to a wide audience. So, one thing I was going to let you know is that in addition to coming to our site, people in a couple of weeks will be able to go to Inman.com and get the same set of tools. Right. So, we're interested in, you know. Right. Getting, it, get, getting the word out there, getting this into the hands of people so people can make better decisions, and, and starting with real estate brokers who are kind of on the front line with that.
1: RevX, again, is a, the new business where you can actually, you have a list of investors. Just, again, put, a, uh, put out a soundbite. What's, what what's the best way to describe RevX? Tony is so excited. Tony Moss is so excited about what you're doing with RevX.
2: Sure. RevX stands for Real Estate Value Exchange. And it's going to be a company, it is a company, but we haven't done our first deal yet, where institutional investors are going to buy houses outright, or in the case of single-family rentals, um, own a fraction of the house, and they will own the index on the house, whereas another party will own the house itself and be in charge of renting it. So you split a house into the appreciation or depreciation on one side, and the rental cash flow on the other so that investors can choose the proportions they want of each, and the party owning the cash flow is hedged. The party that owns the index has a completely transparent way to track how much they own. The problem with owning single-family rentals, especially if you're passive, is you don't really know what you have. You don't know what the houses are worth. You don't know what the capex is going to be. This provides investors something they can look up every day. We publish the indexes, and they will know exactly where they stand. That is an
1: innovative product that could have such big ramifications to the way homes are bought and sold when and, and who's owning them and what parts of it. So you're really split. It's starting to split up the ownership. It's really getting your We've got to have you back and talk more about this, Alan. Great amount of information here. Wonderful website. I encourage all of our listeners to go out to Weiss Analytics, W E I S S com. Check it out. I know you will be thrilled when you start looking at this. And then just twenty the one the website currently says oh, well, one month you can uh, get one report. If you get the $3, run a report on, on some, a product you're working with and see if that's not something that can work for you. So when that, when will that be available? Is it a couple of weeks, you say, Alan? Um,
2: it's just a matter of adjusting the pricing on the site. So as soon as our webmaster okay. gets it done, a day or so, people <laughs> will be able to go there and order one report for 375
1: that's amazing. So you guys go in and start testing in real time and see the full benefits. Alan, thank you so much for taking time to be with us. Our guest has been Alice, Alan Weiss, who is the founder and CEO of Weiss Residential Research, formerly the CEO of the Case Schiller-Weiss Index. And uh, just valuable information, wonderful insights into what's going. Alan, um, I now know why Tony was so excited about having you come on the program. I want to have you back. We want to talk more about RevX because that really opens up a whole new much longer dialogue and what is potential on the ramifications of that. Thank you so much for being with us today.
2: Oh, thank you so much. Appreciate it.
1: And greet Robin, it was a delightful conversation. I did call her back cuz I want to learn more about this. Folks, we oh, have had it. She yeah, she, is, she does a great job, Alan. She really does. Yeah. Again, folks, we've had Alan Weiss, founder and CEO of Weiss Residential Research, with us. It's good to have you with us, everybody. Be sure to come back next week. We are. Uh, I'm excited about we have the uh, head, former head of the FDIC coming on as our special guest, talking about the overreaction when you look at overreaction of government to what happened. And um, are we about ready to head back into it? Are we doing, going to be doing the same thing, especially when you look at this political election? We're going to get some insights into that, so be sure to come back here next week. Have a great week, everybody. Look forward to seeing you back. And then between now and then, have a blessed and wonderful week. See you back here next week. Thank you.
0: This has been on Lending. A weekly mortgage market update with your host, David Lincoln, of Mortgage Banking Solutions, enabling executives to take their business to the next level. Today's guests were Joe Farr from MBS Co-Line, Andy Shell of Mortgage Banking Solutions, and Alice Alvey, President CMB of Mortgage U. Come by next week, and thank you for listening.